Today's sales teams must adapt to remain relevant in the minds of their buyers. Here are four inbound sales tips to help you connect with your prospects. Inbound Academy. I am your host, Jeff Lambert. This podcast, of course, is brought to you by Risen. I'm very excited to be representing them. They are a leading voice down here in Miami and, and growing in other places in inbound marketing and sales. And we are going to uh, talk about a topic today that has to do with inbound sales for a change. We have focused on inbound marketing a lot on this podcast, but certainly the inbound philosophy uh, goes both ways in terms of how you implement strategies to just better connect with customers and grow your business. So to talk about some inbound sales strategies that can help you streamline your processes and save some time and just overall convert more leads, I've invited Rogelio Rodriguez. He's the CEO of Risen into the studio and he is a sales veteran. Rod, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So, Rod, how long have you been doing sales for? Ah, mm. uh, man, since since I was a little kid, yeah, know, convincing my parents to to get me a toy. So, a long, <laughs> long time, over thirty years. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna draw on that experience. See what you can do to help out, you know, our salespeople who are listening, or people who have been put into a position of trying to increase sales. Could be a small business owner, could be an entrepreneur. Could be someone who doesn't have any experience at all with marketing and sales. So maybe we can help them give them some tips today. So, you know, why don't we start off by talking about, I guess, the current experience that a lot of salespeople face uh, on their day-to-day jobs. Just, I guess, the frustrations that come with a, a traditional approach. You've, you talk to a lot of people that are in sales. What's, what's the normal things that you hear about how their days go? Sure. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of prospecting, typically through, through cold calling. A lot of sifting through uh, haystacks, if you will, looking for, for needles, right? Yeah. Um, which is uh, investing a lot of time in, in finding these individuals, and sometimes they're not the right fit, right? So they may not be the right fit lead or, or may not be qualified to work with them. Um, they spend a lot of time pitching, but not a lot of time converting individuals into customers. Uh, and most of them, they want to find something easier, an easier way to, to do their job. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I think it's important to stop. And if you're listening to the show and you feel like you've just been unsuccessful in your sales efforts lately, this is, this is a normal feeling, a normal situation for a salesperson to have to deal with, you're saying? Yes, uh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know, it seems like this is, this is the way you got to do it. You've got to get your name out there. You've got to hustle. You've got to call people. You have to, you know, get the word out in any way you can. But you're saying there's, there's there's different methods that you could adopt that's a little bit different from the traditional route? Uh, yes. I mean, in really, uh, in sales, the inbound way, right? Uh, or, or the inbound sales methodology is, is a, uh, a different way to, to take a look at um, everything from prospecting to interacting with, with the leads and, and turning those leads into customers. Um, so the reason why... Uh, Inbound sales is, is now more effective. It's because buyer's behavior has changed okay. right, over time. Yeah. Uh, they're more educated. Uh, they engage with competitors, websites, and social media very easily. Uh, they don't really need salespeople right, right all the way from the beginning. Before, uh, um, a long time ago, it was a, um, 
you know, it was more like buyer beware because the salesperson had all the power. They had all the product knowledge. They had all the information. Uh, they were the gatekeepers essentially to, to getting um, what you wanted. Sure. And, and today, you know, with the power of technology, the internet, uh, search engines, voice search, uh, you know, Alexa, Google Home, all these different elements uh, allow you to, to have access to information uh, very easily. And you can very easily become educated about uh, a specific product or service. Yeah. Um, so the sales, the need for salespeople uh, is different, right? They're, they're more, uh, or salespeople should be there as guides uh, to help them along this process, to help them make a decision, yeah. the right decision. You think about, I mean, just let's take a step back and think about how the process has changed overall. Like we're both borderline millennials. So our parents probably came to purchasing power in early 70s, late 70s, right? Yes. I mean, you think about the world that they were in. Like, if they wanted to go buy a new vacuum cleaner, they'd go to JCPenney's, Macy's, Sears, somewhere like that, right? Yes. And there's five vacuums there. The only way that you can find out the main differences between these vacuums is either getting like a recommendation from a family friend or the salesperson, because they have the information on these products. What other options do you have? Are you gonna call like the manufacturer and have them send you a manual and then read five manuals and figure out what the best option is? Basically, yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, if you were going to be an educated consumer at that time, I think that was the only option Yeah. at that time. So much work. Yeah, a lot of work. Man. And, and you think about now, like you and I, like if, if, if I need a new shirt, you know, I can just do a quick Google search for like shirts made of a certain material or shirts for certain activities. I'm going to get 10 results right there and I can look at all 10 and find out everything I need to know, like in the span of time it takes uh, my mom in 1970 to drive to Sears and flag down a salesman and ask him that question. Absolutely. That's crazy. Absolutely. So it makes sense that, you know, traditional frustrations don't have to be the same today as they were 30 years ago. Sure. So why don't we talk about that a little bit more? Um, you have some methods and strategies that you've learned over time just from being in sales, from adopting an inbound sales philosophy yourself. Why don't we share some of those methods with some of our listeners, things that they can do in their processes to kind of save time and streamline operations and just find more success with uh, their sales efforts. So can you give me uh, one method that you've used that's improved your sales methods over time? Sure. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example, right? I started in sales uh, doing cold calls, right? That was an important part of my sales career. Uh, it taught me a lot. It taught me to, to have a tough skin, but it was a lot of the same thing. I was sifting through this this haystack looking for these needles, and uh, it was drudgery, you know. And um, what I found over time is that you need to really be precise in your prospecting. Okay. So when you put up a blog post or you or offer an ebook, uh, people will view it and download it. And return to it later again, right? Like you're you're putting content out there that's specifically used to attract individuals right. uh, to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that everyone in that audience that reads it or consumes it will be a, a potential lead. Yeah. Um, and you can cut down the the time that you you you're chasing down these poor fit leads by developing really a a, a standard of what a sales qualified lead is. Okay. Right. Uh, so you're almost re- reversing reversing the way that that sales works. You're trying to attract individuals and and and, 
And those individuals are the ones that are actually looking for you uh, through content that you're outputting. So just to give an example of what you're saying, uh, 10 people sign up for my email newsletter in a week. Instead of calling all 10 of those people, there could be more to say, okay, they downloaded the newsletter, but there should probably be another step and that defines who I should go after? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, so, so there's, as, as in keeping with, with how buyers are, are, are changing and their behavior is changing, you got to think about, you know, um, things like, is it a worthwhile lead to you? You know, is it someone who listens to a podcast? Uh, or is it someone who has had a chat with a customer service rep already? Mm-hmm. Um, signed up for an email newsletter, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but the idea is to like have a constant access to the data that you're collecting yeah. and, and being able to see that data and, and take the appropriate actions based on where the customer is in, in the buying journey. Sure. Um, then you'll know which ones are worth chasing, right? I mean, someone that signs up for a newsletter uh, at this moment, I, I really don't follow up with. Yeah. I let the newsletter do the work. Right? It's, That's it's not enough. Right. 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 It's not enough. Yeah. But... Uh, I'll give you a uh, live example of a lead that came into our agency uh, just last month. It was a, a law firm. Um, they signed up for a newsletter back in October. Okay. And in November, they clicked on a link on the newsletter uh, that was like the ultimate guide to business development for law firms. Mm-hmm. They read the whole thing. Then they, they clicked on another link and downloaded uh, an ebook. Uh, then after the they downloaded the ebook, they came back and came back to another one of our pages for an inbound marketing assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, that lead was ready, right? Like that, they actually requested information to meet with me personally and booked a, an appointment on on our website. Sure, to meet. Uh, definitely worthwhile to go to go and sit down and speak with that individual. Right? That's that's more of a qualified lead that you should spend time nurturing than like you're saying one person they randomly signed up for the email newsletter, which is great, and yes. and you should keep you know nurturing that individual, but calling them, putting in like heavy effort, maybe not so much. Absolutely, I think Absolutely. that's that that makes a lot of sense, but that's going to depend on the business, right? Yes, yeah, it definitely depends on the business whether it's uh, it it. The approach is different with each business, right? A service business versus um, maybe an e-commerce business, yeah. right? Where the, the sale is a lot smaller. Um, you know, you, you may take a, a different approach or a different way to nurture that that relationship, but you're still, the idea is to, to be mindful of the data that you're capturing yeah. and where that individual is, uh, what are they consuming right. and have that understanding uh, beforehand, right? Before you reach out and talk to them. Yeah. Try to understand the context of the conversation that you're going to have with them before you have it with them. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and jump into that? Because I think that's a really good point you make. Each business kind of has to look at what uh, factors make a good lead, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's precision prospecting. So that's one that we talked about. Now you mentioned about context, approaching the customer with context. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Uh, Sure. I mean, you gotta, like, as I said, you, you have to, Make sure that you're starting uh, with understanding the context before beginning the communication with them. Mm-hmm. So, who are they? What stage of the buyer's journey uh, are they currently in? You know, um, really try to research them as much as possible. Okay. Uh, I usually take these three steps: research is step one. Okay. Uh, you check them out on social media, uh, look at their company's website, find out what their role is, how long they've been there, who their boss is, and what companies. Uh, what what um what the company's possible needs may be okay right? yeah so 
before talking to them, I already know a lot about them, mm-hmm. and I and it makes it easier for me to build rapport when I finally call them or, yeah. or reach out to them. You're taking the cold out of cold call. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. And and really like like so. Uh, one of the things that I did in following up with that lead that, that I was telling you about, her middle name was is is uh, Christmas, and it was right around Christmas time. Christmas, when, yeah, Christmas, huh. yeah. Uh, she's awesome, um, and uh, yeah, I, I sent her a video actually and let her know, hey, I, I, by the way, I love your your middle name. It's my favorite time of the year. Yeah, um, and she responded immediately. From that video, you know, and you didn't find that out from just looking at the data and saying, "Oh, she downloaded an ebook or she no. listened to a podcast." She, you did research. I did. I found that her middle name was Christmas on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you immediately kind of created a personal connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, doing the research, yes, that makes perfect sense to to uh, to establish context. Do you have any other? You said there were three steps. Yes. The second step is is using lead intelligence. So, okay. a lot of CRMs have the capability to. Uh, show you insights into how people are interacting with your website, with your, uh, um, your customer service reps or sales reps. Uh, internally, we use HubSpot. So HubSpot helps us capture this type of information, okay. how they're interacting with our website, how they're interacting with us on, on social media. Then also if they've interacted with us in terms of downloading uh, information from us as well. Right. But... Uh, the idea behind using the lead intelligence is is to is to really understand where they are in the buyer's journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, one of the some of the elements that we look for, are like or the questions that we ask, are what phrase did they type into Google when searching for you? Yeah. Right. Uh, you can see that um, inside uh, some of the insights reports inside HubSpot as well. So, what blog post did they have they read on the site? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Someone. Someone. Uh, uh, reading the beginner's guide to law firm marketing is going to be uh, different at a different mindset than somebody that's looking for uh, a comparison report for uh, law firm CRMs. Right, right. right. Very different mindset. So yeah. we have to keep that in, in mind and understand that when we're talking to them. Uh, you know, what emails did they open that you sent? Uh, what content did they download? And then when you make your first call, uh, use the info to take advantage to start the conversation. Right. You already know where they are. You can, instead of trying to play the whole get to know you game right off the bat in terms of trying to understand what company they work for, where they're at, who's the decision maker, you're already like into the conversation. Hey, I saw you downloaded these things and um, this is a need you seem to have. Let me tell you what we can offer you. Absolutely. It's amazing. And, And just real quick, like we're talking about using a CRM. It's amazing what customer relationship management software can give you in terms of data. Yes. And, you know, for our listeners, if you didn't get the chance, if you go back to episode 41, I sat down with Will, who talked about why you should adopt a CRM for your company. So if you have questions about what a CRM is and what that software can do for your business, go back to episode 41 and check that out. So, all right, we we covered two steps to take, Rod, when you're trying to create context with the... um, you know, with the with the customer, with the potential lead. Sure. So do research up front, check them out on social media, check out the company website. You're saying news lead intelligence. That's great. I think. Do you have any more? It's just two, right? Uh no, I I mean just keeping in mind that you have that not every lead is, is a decision maker at the company. Okay. Um you know, uh they may be passing information to that individual mm-hmm. and just uh, be mindful when they're when you're talking to them to you know your objective should be to create a champion and help them 
uh, help their boss if that needs to be needs to happen right oftentimes i think most companies do decisions by committee at this point uh they take into consideration uh a lot of their team's influence yeah. right uh, so a marketing manager uh will definitely influence a, a, chief, a chief marketing officer yeah uh, for example right and, and and vice versa right somebody in finance may, may influence a cfo and ceo as well so the lesson here really is like just because the person that contacts you isn't like a C-level executive, that doesn't mean you should just write them off, right? Absolutely. I think you got to make a champion out of them. You know, be a friend, be helpful, um, because they're they're going to be able to get you into the right place. Yeah. They were just tasked to, you know, do the research and find the information. And that goes back to the whole thing we talked about before. They don't necessarily need you to sell them on the product. They need you to help fill in the gaps with the questions they have because they're trying to solve the problem. Absolutely. Got it. Okay. Um, any other final tips you have for optimizing sales? Any little tricks that you find effective? I know you do a lot of video. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, I think a final tip would be you know don't try to push the sale. Don't 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 be uh, that you know uh, old uh, uh, used car sales. Used car sale. That's the only thing that comes <laughs> up to mind. Um, obviously, uh, I think. It, you you have to be as, remember to be as helpful as, as possible mm-hmm. and, and ask yourself you know is this good for the individual that I'm talking to is this yeah. going to be the right thing that I'm doing for them um, are are you helping or exploiting right right you shouldn't be exploiting obviously um, you got to just remember that you don't need they don't need the salesperson necessarily and uh, they need your help in making their decision yeah uh, and you can. Can you provide them value at this point? And uh, if you can, then your chances are higher of closing the sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you take the uh, the high pressure low assistance route, um, your 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 chances are going to drop. Your chances are going to drop. If yeah, you push them. It's true. I mean, I tend to avoid people that were the first. You go into a store and that first person that greets you like is just like trying to take you over yeah. and you know pressuring you into buying a certain thing. You know, you tend to try and distance yourself from those people. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, no one wants to deal with that. No. And yeah. I think the way I was I was gonna go leading to it actually is is the, the way that you adapt to today's world. I think is, is building your own brand as a salesperson, mm-hmm. right? Being being the connector, being the the most helpful person in your in your group or your or your or your network. Uh, and trying to, to solve uh, issues for people, a problem solver. Um, be different, right? Be don't be the salesman that pushes people into buying the, the Ferrari. Um, and and the other the one of the ways that I've been doing, I've been using uh, this strategy is is or leveraging uh, some of this experience is by by putting or using uh, video in my prospecting. Mm-hmm. And I found it very, very effective. So can you give us an, just a quick example of how you use the video? Or are you like sure. sending uh, a message on Facebook Messenger? Or what do, what do you do usually? Uh, not not Facebook Messenger, typically on LinkedIn or or uh, a cold email, yeah. essentially, right? Um, although not really that cold because I do a lot of research beforehand. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll do prospecting, I'll do research uh, on what who I want to meet and the type of companies that I want to meet. Mm-hmm. And then I find an individual and and I create a video using, uh, I have uh, a tool from Wistia and I also use another tool from, from GoVideo that allows me to do these uh, 
these uh, videos that they record my face and they record uh, the the website that I'm I'm uh, approaching, right? The website of the of the company that I'm approaching, oh. and uh, I do a simple video just saying hi and letting them know that I have some experience that I'd like to share with them that could help them, yeah. And then to book a meeting with me, um, then I'm there for, to help, you know. Sure. So typically we're converting around 20% of the videos that I send out. That's so a lot um, higher than I think what the traditional approach is. Yeah. So as I'm fond of cold calling, right? Uh, but it is it is a tough uh, job for salespeople. You have to have some some pretty tough skin. Yeah. Because people hang up on you. They're mm-hmm. just they're not as receptive as um, as as you would for a video, right? Like we live in in the world where everything's on demand, right? Netflix. So sending them a video that they can watch whenever they want at their own leisure, at their own pace, I think just goes in line with that uh, on-demand nature that we're, or behavior that we're we're looking at. That's true. So It's on their terms. It's on their terms, absolutely. Yeah. They can choose to to watch it whenever they want. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Rod, because you're mentioning that you want to be helpful and not just sell a product here. Uh, Are there ways people can connect with you, like anybody listening to the podcast, if they want to maybe see what you do personally, maybe some of the videos you put out? I know you're active on social media. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm. uh, They can interact with me on on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. I have the same username, R-O-D-U-S-M-C. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm constantly trying to post more, you know, trying to go the Gary V way, yeah. 60 posts, but we'll see, <laughs> we'll see if we get there. Okay. But, um, but yeah, they can, they can send me a message, whatever. I'm, I'm open to talking to almost anybody. I enjoy what I do. So yeah. And I love sharing, uh, all the information that I get. So. Well, Rod, thank you for coming and sharing some strategies that have worked for you. And I guess putting yourself out there is a, a networking opportunity for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll see you again soon. I'm sure. All right. And uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode again. And remember, we put out a new episode every week, and it's always going to be filled with advice that's going to help you grow your business. And remember, if you are looking for an experienced, friendly, and results-driven team that can help your business grow, you can check out Risen by going to GoRisen.com. You can also follow them on Facebook, maybe if you want to do a little little research, a little feeling out the company before you're ready to take the jump or start a conversation. They are active on social media. They're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And you can search for them with the username Risen Inbound. That's one word, Risen Inbound. And just one last thing, if you're a regular listener, you can help us out a lot by just going and leaving a review on the podcast app that you use. It helps us get in front of new listeners and We want to just reach as many people as we can and help them out, be able to improve their marketing and sales. So thank you for your support, and we will see you on the next episode.